Hello, thank you for sharing time with me this week on the Fire Up Podcast. I'm your host, Deborah Trapin. Welcome to the sacred space where we share stories, truths, and conversations to help you define and refine your best self. Ditch the senseless hustle, find your focus, and build a life you are fired up to live out loud on purpose and on your own terms. Whether you are building your slice of the kingdom from a couch, car, cubicle, or corner office, the sass and moxie delivered in this podcast will fill your soul tank and empower the courageous, gracious, tenacious, vivacious lioness you are. Today's show features another magnificent moxie chat. The mission of this series is to shine a light on the stories of divine, brilliant leaders who are taking risks, pushing through challenges, and living their best life out loud, on purpose, and on their own terms. Are you ready to open, ignite, and nurture your mind, heart, and soul? Me too. Grab your favorite beverage and let's do this. It's a Moxie Chat episode, and you know what that means, you are in for a treat. These special episodes are filled with wisdom and sass from the courageous, gracious, tenacious, and divinely vivacious women in my world. Today's guest is Alyssa Harper. She's here to share her fierce, fiery, soul-tank-filling wisdom with you. First, let me share a bit about her. Alyssa is a real estate tech industry vet with over 15 years experience, including three acquisitions at some of the fastest growing tech companies in the space with roots in residential real estate and a passion for driving growth through strategic partnerships. Alyssa has helped create and execute enterprise deals with the nation's largest brokers and franchise brands at companies like Realty Generator, Market Leader, Trulia, and Zillow Group. Alyssa currently serves as the Senior Vice President of Strategic Growth at Inside Real Estate, which, by the way, is a brand new role since we recorded the show earlier this year. Some things she loves, being outdoors in nature, horseback riding, which you know if you follow her on social media, and sharing quality time with her loved ones while making a positive impact on someone's day. Without further ado, here's Alyssa. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Today on the Moxie Chat Series, we have an amazing woman. Alyssa Harper is with me today. Oh my goodness, I am so excited for all of you to meet this divine woman. She has been in the industry, as you heard in the bio, in so many different companies and roles over the last I don't know, 10, 15 years, 10 years, 15 15. 15. Yes. Uh, it's so exciting. And we have lived in the same city before. We have been at many conferences together. But this is really our first one on one sit down, dig in, have some real conversation. And I can't believe it's taken us this long. Ah. I know, I know. Way overdue. But I'm excited that we've been uh, intentional about carving out some time for this. I'm super excited, Deborah. Yes, me too. You know, this year, as I've shared on a couple of the other chats, you know, having these conversations is one of the things on my list that's part of my self-care regime. And I didn't really notice it until when I looked back at my calendar last year, I realized, you know, I really was having some fantastic conversations with wonderful, powerful, brilliant, beautiful women. And they were lost afterwards, right? I didn't capture them. And while 
the conversations were so beautiful and, and they changed me. I thought, wow, what if we just did this more often and we actually recorded it <laughs> so that we could inspire many women and the bold men who listen through our conversations as well. So I appreciate you leaning into this and having the, having our conversation today. You know, one of the interesting things that we have talked about over the years and what was an, an instigator for our conversation today was something that you, uh, you've you seen a lot of in the industry. So why don't I let you take it from here, kind of share with the FireUp community one of the reasons why you wanted to chat today. Yeah, absolutely, Deborah. So I've been a huge fan of the Power Women's Group that you created um, and the community that really that you've built around these amazing female leaders within the real estate tech space. And I've kind of admired that from afar for many years, and it's been a source of inspiration for me. And as I kind of continue my, my role in the industry, I, I see the same kind of challenges that, that we've recognized within that group for years now, and that is just this kind of lack of diversity that we see in the industry, you know, at events, particularly in the kind of upper leadership roles within the real estate brokerages, brands, and tech companies. And it's something that I've recognized for a really long time now, and candidly just don't have the answers for for how we make a dent in that problem but feel really passionate about connecting with other people who care about that cause and, and really want to make an impact there and so that's kind of what prompted me to reach out and and want to dive into that topic deeper with you well and as you know <laughs> it's something that's very near and dear to me it's actually why I added in the additional service inside what I do at DebraTrapin.com, which is whenever I hear somebody say, gosh, there's not enough women. Like one of the first things I do is pick up the phone and call that conference and say, okay, you need me. <laughs> like you aren't going to be able to fix it this year. You may be able to add another person, you know, people, but, but strong, fantastic female voices, they get booked now because there are so many conferences that need that voice on the stage. And so one of the things that I love about how these conversations are going is that people now, they see it, right? So I think the first thing is to celebrate the fact that we have a win, Alyssa, that people are actually seeing it, that women are seeing it and recognizing it, and that men are seeing it and recognizing it. And I think that there, there's so much power in that first step of our reticular activating systems have been triggered. We now look at the schedule, we look at the speaker lineup, and we say something when we see that it is not in balance. Yeah. The solutions are, are not that hard. You know, I think they're actually fairly simple. And it's saying something to the, to the organizers, first and foremost. I think it's super easy for us to go into places like our secret, sacred place of power women and say, oh my gosh, here's another event. Look at this. But what happens next is super important, right? The picking up the phone, the talking to anybody that will listen at the event coordination level is important. I think it's saying something to them and asking them the questions because I think part of it is accountability, right? It's, it's saying, we know that there are lots of amazing women that you could have on your stage. There's a lot of amazing diversity in not only gender, but in race and creed and religion and opinion and experience in general that should be represented. And if we don't say something to the event, how will they ever get better, right? 
Yeah. And, and we've talked a little bit in the past in some of those strings on the group about, you know, like vote with your dollar, don't, you know, like don't attend. And, and I think that that's super important, but I also think that the event needs to know why you're not showing up. <laughs> like if you, if it's the third rear in a row that you've gone and now it's still not fixed, but you haven't said anything, like how can they get better? It's, it's like yeah. raising children. It's like getting to know a spouse. You have to speak your mind. You have to speak your truth. So I'm curious from the, I mean, you attend a lot of conferences from the vendor perspective, right? Whether you're uh, in kind of the, the trade show space or, or working the event, meeting people, like what kind of conversations are you experiencing when you're at those events? Like, are people actually talking about it at the event? Like, are they saying something to you? Are you the one that's starting those conversations? That's, I'm always really curious about that part. Yeah, so I, first of all, I would agree with everything you said. I think, you know, we have a win in that there's awareness now around the issue. And I, I candidly, I don't think that it's intentional or malicious by any of the folks putting on these events. Right. There are fabulous, talented, smart speakers that they put on stage. And so, you know, when I highlight that, hey, I'd love to see another powerful, you know, female leader up there. In addition, it's not to discredit the amazing, talented speakers that they have up there, Right. right? They belong there. They have expertise. They have value to share. Yeah. Um, I think for me, it's more about how do we, you know, take that next step and really celebrate the wins when you do get these amazing, talented female leaders on stage yeah. and really taking it to the next level to seek them out, right? And I think that's what you said, right? You've got to, you know, reach out to the, the folks throwing these events and tell them that it's a priority for us, that we yeah. want to hear that diversity of opinions, diversity of backgrounds. So I think that's really how we take it to the next step is, is not focus on the negative, but focus on the positive and celebrate those wins, right. you know, incrementally as we see them. As an attendee and kind of from the technology vendor perspective, you know, it's not kind of top of mind, I think, in the interactions that I have at these events. I think the focus is very much on, you know, the content itself. How is it impactful? Again, that's where we kind of need to take it to that next level and seek right. out those different backgrounds, those different opinions, and get those voices on stage so that it becomes more mainstream yeah. for the folks, you know, day in, day out at these events. So true. You know, and I think one of the most interesting kind of side conversations in in this big, huge umbrella of the diversity from stages and, and the diversity in, in leadership in general, right? Whether it's an influential voice on stage or somebody leading an organization is it really takes us taking the conversation to the next step every single time we have it, right? So if it's, yes, we recognize it, that's great. Um, then who do we know that can help fix that, right? Who do we know that is focused on that? Who do we know that is uh, a speaker agent or that has a speaker directory? I know that, you know, one of the things that Sarah and I are, are pulling together at the, you know, through the Woman Up initiative with California Association of Realtors is putting together a speaker directory. Right now, it's just in its infant stages. It's just, it's women who have spoken in the past, who have a desire to speak more and, you know, have specific topics that they speak on. And so we can start there. So all of us who attend events can have our own list in our phone, whether it's in our notes or in Evernote or on a calendar, whatever it might be, that's just like, you know, 
I, I saw this amazing woman speak. I need to write down her name. I need to keep track of who she is so that when I'm at that conference next time and I see that there's, a, you know, the same person who's spoken on the same topic for the last 10 years, like I can say, hey, have you considered, you know, have you considered a Deborah or Alyssa for that keynote spot next year? Here's the, where they've spoken in the past and at least refer right? We can all take that on ourselves and say, who are our favorite female or diverse speakers and have a list that we can, we can speak out and share. And I think that that's, that is powerful because we're coming to an event planner. Most of the time, like they're moving fast. They, they have experience with the past speakers. They know that they got good reviews and they're, they're moving, they're moving through it. And it's not, like you're saying, it's not an intentional, it's not intentionally leaving out people. It's just what's easy, what's comfortable, what's fastest, what's most efficient. And we need, we can shake that up and we can actually help them in that by saying, here are some amazing females that you really need to consider. And also kind of on the flip side of that, but in the same vein, when they do hire those women, actually shouting that out. Yeah. Right. Saying, oh my gosh, I attended this, this, you know, conference last year and the, it was very focused on one side or the other. And I gave some suggestions and that woman is on the stage this year. Like how yeah. cool is that? And yeah. I think that part of what, what our responsibility is, is to highlight those successes when, when they actually listen to us. And I think that that part gets lost. A bit, yeah. right? I know that you know Brad Inman at Inman News and the Connect Conference. That was actually the instigator for me starting the Power Women Group, because I was an ambassador. It was the, um, I think the the first event that I had attended as an ambassador. So it was Katie's. Katie was still at Inman. Katie Lance was still at Inman, mm-hmm. and she had just started the group. I feel like it was like 2011, 2012, and I'm sitting there and I'm watching dude after dude talk, which again, to your point, they were great, but I was thinking, what is going on? Like I look in the audience and there's more women than there are men. What's happening? And then the, the new kids on the block was all men. And I thought, this, I, I know there are women in real estate tech, like what's happening? And so fast forward to this year in New York and his work with, uh, with his team, there were actually like 206 to 204 more women speaking at connect than there were men and like that to me huge win that is a huge win so many amazing women sharing their expertise and their heart and their soul and and their their passion for the industry whether it's you know marketing or technology it matters not they were there they were sharing their experiences and i think that that more praise around that is super important i think that he and his team have actually done the work that we have asked them to do. And so now is the time to say thank you. And so if anyone who's listening to this podcast right now attended New York's Connect this year in 2019 and you saw the change on stage, make sure that you drop the Inman team a note and say, thank you. We saw it. We experienced it. We're so appreciative. Like it doesn't have to be an epic novel. (laughs) They're the publishers, not you, right? (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. No, I I know that that team has been incredibly intentional about creating more diversity on stage. And I, I think it's so important, especially in this industry, because of, you know, the nature of the business that we do. We, you know, as practitioners, 
serve the broadest, most diverse audience of consumers possible. And, you know, you look at real estate practitioners, over 60% of realtors are women. And yet you do have that disconnect when you get to the kind of upper levels of leadership within the brokerages, the brands, the tech companies. And so it does need to be an intentional focus to seek out those voices that are more representative of the community that we serve. Right. Yes. Um, but it takes it takes an intentional focus, and you're right. It it does take more work, but we need to celebrate those wins. And I'm a firm believer. You know, focus on the successes. Right. That that quote, which you focus on expands. So we need to celebrate yes. those wins and not let it go down a negative negative road of of you know whining about the problem. My mom always taught me when I was little. Um, you know, don't whine about it. Do something about it. So um, yes. I love the work that you guys are doing, and and it's definitely you know paying dividends. Well, I think, you know, the other side of that is when you're attending conferences, it's great. But when you are a consultant, like I am into the industry, it's okay to speak out as well. So for all of those, the vendors and, you know, the other tech folks that are out there that attend the conferences, like you can say something too. It's important for us all, everybody who's in the ecosystem of real estate to speak up. I know I got a message from one of the gals that I met through the Woman Up conference circuit, Barb, who's down in Long Beach. And she was like, oh my gosh, I have to tell you what just happened to me. I was referred for this panel discussion at a conference and it was actually Laura Monroe had connected her to Jeff Turner and Jeff Turner was the actual, he's the moderator. And he was like, well, there's all men. We need a woman on this panel. Like, so we have advocates like Jeff Turner out there who is now speaking up. Not that he wasn't before. It's just now it's, there's a platform to actually share those stories. There's a voice and an ear to this that wants to hear the story as well. So, you know, shout out to Jeff and to Laura for connecting to a fantastic, powerful female broker. And now she's going to be highlighted on a stage she would have never been on before. Had he just said, okay, this is the list I got from the event team and I'm going to move forward. And so those kind of stories, the more we can share those kind of stories the more we can highlight those kind of stories, I think that it will definitely help. And the more that people like you and people like me step in, like I said, I added another layer in my consulting that was, you know, when you see it happening at an event, let me know. I'll be the voice that calls. Like I have no problem doing that. Because at this point, after nearly a decade of being kind of a, a leader in the empowering women inside the real estate space, they're almost kind of expecting it, I think. <laughs> they're like, is the redhead going to call us and ask us about our, our you know. going to shake things up. <laughs> and I'm so okay with that because now, you know, not only with the Power Women group, but also with the Woman Up initiative, there are so many women who are stepping up and want to become speakers. They, they have a story to tell, they have an experience. And, and I think that because the conversation is, is moving more towards, come on and share your story, you know, like share your experience. I think pe people in particular, women are feeling more confident to actually raise their hand and step up on the stage because they've seen more people telling those stories. And, you know, that's thanks to women like Val Garcia, who travels the country, you know, doing her campfires and helping people understand like, what actually is my story? And <laughs> what does that look like? And, and what, what can I tell? How can I tell it in a way that people want to listen to it? And so I think that there are so many players on the chessboard right now that are moving towards helping us really get to the point where we aren't having this conversation anymore. 
yeah. where it's more like, okay, so how do we, how do we take the speakers who are on these stages? How do we get them to the next level? Like, how do we help them elevate their skills and, and find more stories and, and really serve the industry at a higher level? Because there is diversity on the stage that's consistent with almost every conference, almost yeah. every conference. Um, I'm not going to say hundred percent, you know, there are, are niche areas where there isn't diversity yet. And so we need to focus where we can make an impact and show the world how amazing it is when there is diversity. Yeah. Well, and it's, you know, it's, it's, it's inspiring to be in the audience and see that. I mean, I've had um, some great role, role models in my career and, um, you know, every time I can see a, you know, female powerhouse get on stage and um, kind of shine a light on their own story, it's, it's inspiring and it helps you kind of personally want to step up and, and you know, walk that path and, and light it up for the people that follow. So, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely personally touched by the, the work that you guys have done. I love that. So let's, let's dig into some of who you are, what you're up to, what you're about, so that the community can find that golden thread between you and them. Yeah. Uh, so let's start with one of their favorite questions, which is how do you define success? Yeah, such a big question. You know, for me, I think it, it's really always been about, you know, how do I create just a big, fulfilling life that, that's full of experiences and, and meaningful connections? And from a very early age, for me, that's meant, you know, how do I take care of my family? That's something that's deeply important to me. I, I was raised by an amazing single mom and have an amazing little brother, uh, Benjamin, who uh, has Down syndrome and, and developed autism as well. And so that's represented a lot of kind of interesting challenges and opportunities, but they are extremely close to my heart. And um, that's something that drives me, you know, every single day is um, how do I create a life that, that allows me to take great care of my family and, and still affords me opportunities to, you know, travel the world, see the world and, and have a lot of amazing experiences. For sure. I mean, you are definitely, for those who know you, they know your passion for travel. I mean, you, I love, whenever I see your name pop up in my stream, I'm like, oh, I wonder where she is. <laughs> like, you know, where are you experiencing? And I love that you, um, you really do share that side of you. You share that travel side of you in a way that is so pure and beautiful and you're in it, but you can tell that you're actually experiencing it right? Like you are there and you are sharing this beautiful view of what, whatever it is, whatever view you're looking at, we all get to see. And so thank you for sharing that because it is very inspiring to go, oh gosh, I need another vacation book. <laughs> I need to go somewhere. Yeah. So the, the travel bug, so that hit me relatively recently. So I, I traveled pretty extensively for work um, all throughout my 20s and it took me all over the United States and places that I you know, never would have imagined I'd go and had a ton of fun with that, but it was always very much for work, you know, and the first couple of years I was really intentional about maybe carving out a day at the beginning of the trip or the end of the trip, but over time you just kind of get into a, a grind with work travel. And so when I was turning 30, I realized I had never taken an international trip. And that was a big kind of red flag for me. And I said, where did these last 10 years go? And, and how did they fly by so quickly? So turning 30, I said, all right, I need to make international travel a priority. And it needs to be, you know, not just for work, it needs to be for personal. So that was a big focus of mine these last few years, seeing more of the world and, and all that it has to offer. And you know, it's funny that you mentioned, you know, me sharing my travel. I will say that kind of my online presence is something that I've 
I've kind of waffled back and forth with over the years. So, you know, getting into the real estate tech space at a young age and being female, I had some pretty kind of firm lines between work and personal. And I, I really didn't want to share too much um, of my personal life online. And I think candidly, a lot of that was because I didn't have people to relate to in my career and in my work environment, right? Mm -hmm. I worked with almost all, you know, older men. And so I'm, you know, I'm not going to share, you know, pictures of me out on the golf course or out with my family and kids, right? I couldn't relate. Right. Um, and so I, I really kind of held back quite a bit before. And one of the beautiful things about this industry is just the relationships and the friendships that you build over time. And that kind of evolved into me kind of sharing more of, of my personal life um, online and professionally and, and really just kind of owning who I was and, and the chapter of life that, I, that I'm in. So hence you see more of my travel pics now. <laughs> yes. Well, and I think that, you know, it's kind of the, um, a very different type of testosterone in tech and, that I think that we experience in, say, real estate sales space. It's different. It's just different. Yeah. Uh, it's not better or worse. It's just different. And so I get it. You know, being a young, attractive female in the space, you're like, okay, <laughs> like, mama's got to be business. Yeah. You know? and, and that's probably very, very smart. I mean, you don't know what it would have been like if you weren't, but you have been at some incredible positions in the real estate space with some huge, heavy hitting companies over the years. And that doesn't just happen. I mean, that has to do with reputation and respect and, and all of those amazing words that bring you closer to that next best thing. Psst. You're listening to the Fire Up Podcast. We'll be right back to our Moxie chat after this quick break. Have you heard about my next free mini course on crushing your fear of missing out, also known as FOMO, and embracing JOMO, the joy of missing out during the holiday season? If you're ready to give your best yes and most confident no replies to those invitations you receive throughout the holiday season, as well as ready to create more margin for what matters, please join me. The new Fierce Freebie will go live on one of my favorite days, 11-11. So be sure to hop on over to debratrapin.com slash mini course and enter your email to receive it and more details on the topic. That's debratrapin.com slash mini course. And now back to our Moxielicious conversation. So let's talk about the one thing that you shared that people would be surprised to know about you. Well, for one, I was a total tomboy growing up. Um, people might be surprised to see that now, but I don't think I actually wore a dress until I was 19, aside from the, uh, the, the frilly dresses that my mom put me in as a, as a youngster. And uh, in fact, I've got a great photo of me posing with Santa Claus with this beautiful green silk dress my mom had got me when I was about four or five years old. And uh, right as she snapped the picture, I flipped my skirt up and had black and orange bike shorts on underneath. <laughs> I was adamantly protesting the, uh, the dresses at a young age. That's um, awesome. Also played hockey as a youngster. So yeah, pre pretty into the, um, the guy sports, if you will. Interesting, isn't it? Well, and now, you know, there are lots of women in hockey. Uh, yeah, it's, I love it. Yeah, it's awesome. I think that there's that's another one of the beautiful things that's come along with all with women's empowerment and, and bringing men and women to the same table. 
it's not about separating us. It's not about one being higher than the other. It's like we both have amazing energies. The masculine energy and the feminine energy together are so amazing. And we do things differently, but we're capable of so much when we release this whole divisive thing, right? Like it's yeah. only for you. You can only do that. And we did grow up. I mean, I'm, I am older than you, but I think it, even just until like the last few years, the last five to 10 years have women's sports really kind of risen up and like at, to a professional level, right? That, wow, it's so awesome to see. I love that. Okay. Yeah. So what about, what would you tell yourself 11 years ago? What kind of advice would you give yourself if you could go back 11 years? This one without a doubt would be to just be more intentional about my time. You know, you, you said that my career path doesn't happen uh, or, or couldn't have happened by chance. But honestly, there's a lot of things that just kind of fall into place and, and you keep kind of skipping down the road and you don't realize how quickly time goes by. And so I think I just, I would go back and kind of look at each step that I'm taking and, and be a little bit more intentional about, you know, what my goals are, what do I want to get out of this experience and really acknowledge the opportunities that you have at each stage and really, you know, taking the time to connect with the people in your life that kind of, you know, fill up your soul tank, I think is a, a term you've used that I love, yeah. um, but really taking the time to be intentional about those interactions and those relationships. And that's huge. I mean, that's such great advice to anybody, right? But I love that that would be your advice to yourself, you know, 11 years ago, right? I think that at any point, if we can just slow down a little bit and pay attention to what we're doing. Yeah. And, you know, I think a lot of the work that I do, whether it's one-on-one -on -one or, or the one-to-many, if I'm doing a keynote somewhere, one of my favorite bits of feedback is I never really thought about things that way, right? Like the, the mindset shifts are so good and we need those from time to time. Like I shared this morning, the three words that were in my devotional this morning and they were blessings pursue me. And I was like, that's such a great way to look at it, right? Like I'm blessed is great, but blessings pursue me. I mean, yeah. that's just so powerful. And it's so, it's profound, but very, very simple. And it's just how you look at it, it's just a little bit different. And mm -hmm. I, it's so interesting. Like I rarely share other people's words like that. Like, they, like I'll, I'll hear it, I'll take it, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll noodle on it and maybe write a post about it at some point. But this morning I was so compelled. I'm like, I have to share this right now. And it's crazy. Like how, how many people have messaged me or shared it because it's, it is one of those things. And so I think the more we can inspire others to be intentional with their time and to look at how, how they're spending it, who they're spending it with, why they're doing what they're doing. I think a lot of times it's all out of habit, right? Like mm -hmm. we just get into these, these ruts with how we do what we do with whom we do and where we do it. And that's so awesome. And that's why I really loved that when we were talking about like the one habit that you want to build, the consistency in your morning routine. I hear that so much lately. I hear there is such a, there's such a shift in, in the women in our circles, the lionesses, if you will, who are saying like, I need to be more consistent in my morning, whether it's I want to add yoga or I want to add more prayer or meditation time, whatever it is, there is pull towards it. Like it's an actual magnetic pull that more women are not reaching for their phones first thing in the morning. 
right? They're like, okay, I need to do something else. <laughs> like I really need to shift it up. So what's the one big thing that you are doing in your morning routine that is making a difference for you? In general, I think habit is just incredibly powerful, right? It creates discipline. It, it, it leads to success. So um, again, being very intentional about kind of the, the foundation and the building blocks of your day um, has been huge for me. So for me right now, um, the big ones are really reading um, and meditating. And for whatever reason, reading comes a little bit easier to me. I can, you know, I've got a book that I love that just kind of sets my intention for the day. Um, I read that while I'm, you know, eating breakfast and, and drinking my, my morning cup of coffee. Meditation is incredibly impactful for for me, for some reason, I, I struggle more with carving out the time to do that. But again, I think it's just about creating those routines, creating that habit, and it builds upon itself really beautifully when you get into that. But yeah, that's been a, a big focus of mine this past four or five years, actually. I read the book Miracle Morning four yeah, or five years wow. ago. It was actually in uh, Costa Rica with a, a very good girlfriend of mine, Amy Youngren, who's a phenomenal Amy. real estate agent hey, and team leader in Toronto. <laughs> um, we were out at this surf camp in, in Costa Rica, and I read that book and came back. It was the start of the year, and it really made a huge impact in how I start my day. So I love that. You are not the first person to mention Miracle Morning. Hal has definitely made an impact in the real estate space with that book, um, and he's obviously gone on to, to write many other versions of it, you know, for parents, for teachers, for kids, um, it's super important. And I think that, you know, the formula, I think people, people love formulas. They want a checklist. They're like, what do I need to do to make my life better? And just instead of these like, oh, create a better morning. It's like, no, no, no. Here's my formula. Like, yeah. Tell take me from it what works for you. Yeah. <laughs> this is how long I take. This mm -hmm. is what I do. Um, I, it's so huge. Again, it's, it's him telling this, you know, epic story of his life and then saying, here's what I did to change it. And that is, that, it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful, again, because it's simple. It's not, it isn't, you know, layers and layers and layers of things that you have to do and change and tweak and pivot. It's very, very simple and it's investing in yourself. I think that's such a beautiful thing. Um, meditation has been very elusive to me until I started using uh, apps. So I use guided meditation apps and it is so much easier for me. And I think part of it is that unless I'm on vacation, it really, it takes me a long time to quiet my mind. And so I need that rain sound or the ocean waves or whatever, you know, white noise to help calm my brain because it's on fire. <laughs> I can 100% relate to that. So um, yeah, I use the, the Headspace app. Yeah. It's been fantastic. Love his little Australian accent just kind of guides you through the exercise. Yeah. Um, so you're probably even further along than me if you can if you can do meditation with just kind of the background noises and sounds. Um, I need a little bit more instruction. But, um, but yeah, that's been an amazing app for me. Super helpful. Yeah, the, I think that it, why not use technology for that, right? Like I yeah. use um, I use the Abide app. It actually brings scripture into it, which I love. Uh, okay. And so there's like you know, let's read a little bit, and then there's a question, and then there's the white space, and it's like okay, the white space, and I can think of things, and things come to me, and then there's a little bit more conversation, and then there's more white noise. So I think that it's kind of like it's weaning me off the the app. <laughs> at least the question part where I can hopefully yeah. eventually get to the point where it is just 
quiet or rain or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I think that that's part of the journey, right? I mean, we can't all just step right into being the Dalai Lama. <laughs> Absolutely. One could hope, one can dream. <laughs> right, right. We'll, we're, we're on our way. We are on our way to that level. Okay, so let's do some fun rapid fire. All right, bring it on. Are you, are you ready? Ready. Okay, what's on your nightstand? A plant. Oh, and that is it. it. <laughs> I love I like, it. I like a clean, you know, distraction-free atmosphere. So simplicity. I love it. <laughs> a plant. Um, <laughs> your favorite movie? Uh, Man on Fire. A sucker for Denzel Washington films. Ah, I love it. Do you have a pet? If you can't hear mine, she's like trying to have a conversation here. Do you have a pet? I do. Clifford. He is my, my four-legged son. He's my amazing little Rhodesian Ridgeback. Oh, I love it. Yay. Yay for pups. Uh, biggest pet peeve? Driving slowly. <laughs> if I could find an option in my Uber app to pay more for fast drivers, I would do it. I like to, when I'm on the go, I want to go, go, go. Oh my gosh. I love that. That's awesome. Favorite beverage? Uh, the, at the moment, coffee. Lots of it. <laughs> I love it. Okay. What song is on repeat right now for you? You know, I was, a, I was a sucker for The Voice this last season, um, and there was a great 14, 15-year-old girl that won The Voice, and her first song out, I think, was called Last Night's Mascara. Uh-huh. Really fun little tune. So I, I can't recall her name, but that's the name of the song. Oh, Last Night's Mascara. I will definitely look it up. Yeah. All right. Dark chocolate or milk chocolate? Milk chocolate. I, I feel like I should say dark chocolate, but... Everybody honest, says the same thing. <laughs> it's milk chocolate, let's be honest. It's so funny. It's so funny. Everybody I ask this question says the same thing. I know I should say dark. Okay, you know what? Let's claim it. I like milk chocolate too. Yeah. With, yeah I like okay. a little, you know, sass it up with some salted caramel. Oh, That makes it better. for adults. Yeah, now we're talking. <laughs> okay, what would you be doing right now if you didn't have to work? Riding horses 24-7. <laughs> wow. Riding horses. I love yeah, that. That's my passion. If you could have any superpower, what would it be? Uh, time travel. No more getting on airplanes. Let me just snap my fingers and be in New York after having spent 15 years on the road for work. That would be hands down my preferred superpower. I love that. That's, that is my preference as well. I don't know if you knew that. Um, I'm a huge time traveler freak too. I love anything sci-fi that talks about time travel Yeah. or where they can just like blink and they're somewhere else. I'm like, oh my gosh, wouldn't that be so amazing? So I'm right amazing. there with you. I wonder if that is because we've done so much travel. That's interesting. Huh? Yeah. Now I'm going to have to meditate on that. <laughs> uh, so who would play you in the movie of your life? Have to go with Jennifer Garner. Simply I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> people always say I look like her, which is which is a compliment. But yeah, I'd, I'd probably have to go with her. Oh yeah, she is a badass, she, man. Yeah, she's a badass. She do all her own stunts and yeah. I just saw some uh, one of her movies on Netflix. I can't think of what it was called. It was a weird name. It was like um, Peppermint. Yes, I just saw that like two weeks ago. I was like, oh, man, don't mess with her. <laughs> man, don't mess with her. 
<laughs> I mean, I've, I've always been a huge fan of her. I mean, everything from 13 going on 32 to now peppermint. I mean, she's just, she is awesome. And I, it's so funny. I never really thought about it until I was looking at you right now and asking you that question. I'm like, I wonder if she's going to say Jennifer. <laughs> you look like you could be her younger sister. Come I, I get it a lot. No, but she seems super fun. She's got the, you know, kind of quirky, funny, and also just total all out badass thing going. So. Yeah, completely. Okay. So last rapid fire, if you could have dinner with any three people that are alive, who would they be? Oh my goodness. Um, Oprah has to be on the list. Uh, my grandfather, I never met him, um, but I always heard amazing things about him, so I'd have to see my grandfather. Um, and then a third. Man, I'm going to have to think about this one. Can I take a rain check on my third? You can take a rain check if you want. Absolutely. It may come to you when I ask you. One of my favorite questions, of course, to ask everyone is, what does Moxie mean to you? So Moxie to me, I think, is really about courage, right? Courage to just be your most authentic self and own it. You know, we touched on this earlier about how me coming into this industry at, you know, a young age, I felt like I kind of held back quite a bit. And so now that I've seen, you know, so many phenomenal women and men just kind of own who they are and where they're at in life and, you know, let that be kind of a guiding light to others and empower others. I think for me, that's kind of the ultimate manifestation of, of moxie. I love that. Well, and I think the older we get, the more confident we get in who we are and why we're here. And we realize that our story is worthy. And that's why I am so incredibly passionate about helping women in particular fire up their moxie, fire up their courage. You know, when I introduce the show, it's around four big words with moxie for me, and that's courageous, gracious, vivacious. And can you guess what the last word is? <laughs> I can't. Tell me. It's tenacious. There you go. Yeah. Tenacious. You have to have that. Because I, I was thinking about, um, you know, the notorious RBG. I love her. <laughs> and just the, the beauty of watching somebody like that, right, who is in well into her third act and is just kicking butt. Yeah. You know, inspiring an, an entire generation, uh, you know, three generations really of women and how it's never too late. It's never yeah. too late to stand up and speak out and speak your truth and be loud about it and live your best life out loud on purpose and on your own terms. And part of living that moxie life is being gracious, tenacious, vivacious, and courageous. So, um, on that note, I would love to say thank you so much for joining us. Is there any last minute advice you have for anyone who's listening right now? You know, one of my favorite pieces of advice, and I can't take credit for this, um, but my good friend, Mark Stark, who's a phenomenal uh, broker owner in Las Vegas, he, he gave me some great advice about a year ago, and that is um, to just not take literally anything personally. Um, most of our interactions with others and, and kind of how they feel about us or think about us has much more to do with them than mm -hmm. it does with us. Mm -hmm. um, and so you can't let that control your thoughts. Um, you know, go out there, do you, own it, um, and don't get wrapped up in, in kind of other people's perceptions or, or opinions. So 
Oh, that'd be my advice. So beautiful. What a wonderful bit of advice to leave the Fire Up community. Thank you so much again for sharing time with me. Thank you for reaching out. Thank you for being tenacious and getting this on our calendars. It's been such a pleasure chatting with you today. And I know that our conversation is going to ignite and inspire and fire someone up into action, whether it's calling somebody out on uh, the diversity on stage or creating their own list of speakers or not paying attention to what other people's opinions are of them because it is none of our business. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Thanks so much. And I look forward to seeing you. I'm not sure when we're going to see each other next, probably somewhere between uh, Vegas and California, I would imagine with all the conferences that are happening kind of on that spectrum lately. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Deborah. It was wonderful getting to finally chat with you after all these years, kind of getting to meet, uh, you know, one-on-one has been awesome. So thank you. Thank you for all that you're doing with the Power Women's Group and just inspiring, you know, women like me within the industry. Can't thank you enough. Thank you. You're so very welcome. It's my pleasure. Thank you for joining me today for a divine dose of truth wrapped in grace with sides of sass, moxie, and fire. Want more information on what we talked about today? You'll find the show notes and links over on my website, debratraben.com. Search the podcast title and voila! If you enjoyed the show today, please hit subscribe, click those stars to rate me, and leave a review. Oh, and don't keep the show a secret. Pretty please, share it with your friends too, okay? Lioness, I am praying you enjoy living your best life out loud, on purpose, and on your own terms. As always, keep your eyes open for moments you can engage, elevate, and empower your world.